because we'll, we'll probably say all, all the good stuff in the first couple of minutes and after that we'll be struggling to come up with anything you know probably so, just press record temperatures starting to drop here it's going down fast like a sumo team in a broken elevator um it's apparently got a storm coming it's called the beast from the east i thought that was a bit racist myself but uh temperature wind chill minus 20 this week and it's going to be below zero till next saturday so that's going to be fun holy crap it's... keep in mind that i'm 10 meters below sea level so if you're up in the mountains you get this sort of temperature but it's dry this is this temperature but it's humid so this is going to be interesting by the way those temperatures were celsius that i was saying not, not american fahrenheit fucking shit <laughs> so how you been great one ah ah i've been lovely you're gonna drink you're gonna drink in my ear the yeah. whole time we do this fucking podcast this is why I don't do podcasts. Sorry, I was asking you how you are. I don't care. Don't care. Really don't care. I don't care about I anything. We know. We know. Just how it is. That's how I roll. So where are you now? Are you still in uh, Fort uh, Fuckwit? Or have you uh, made a move? Nope, still in Fort... Fu uh, Fort... Damn, too many Fs in there. <laughs> Fort, <laughs> Fort... Fort Fuckwit. It's not a bad title for it. I'm nope, still here. I haven't even moved yet. Uh, looking at some options. Still had one option fall yeah. through, so one less option to look at. Well, that always makes things simpler. It does. Yeah. It does. You got to narrow down your choices somehow. The choices, especially if it's especially if the one falling through sends you into a lengthy depression. That's always good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Lengthy depressions, fantastic. Good shit. Nothing like that. Um, some of the news this week that I've seen, I'm kind of looking at it now and then, but uh, uh, so, okay, let me put something to you. So the Dutch have got a bit of a hard on for some chick called Anne Frank, uh, who apparently was some Jewish bent during the Second World War, nasty business time, who hit herself in the attic of this house in Amsterdam. I don't know. Have you heard this story? I've heard this story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And eventually uh, got found because uh, a neighbour, I think, dobbed her in. I could be wrong. But let's go with my version of events, you know. Um, and off she got sent to, uh, you know, one of the kind concentration camps and ended up dying of typhoid which is what most of them died of not not the uh, imaginary gassing shit um so of course the house which she was hidden in is a whole museum and everything it's you know the, probably the, the, the one of the top tourist attractions in amsterdam and that's saying something about a, a city that's renowned for its legal marijuana and hookers yeah i mean if you've got a city yeah that's got legal marijuana and hookers, hookers. and one of your top tourist attraction <laughs> is the house attic where some, you know, Jewish chick hid out in World War Two. I mean, well, you know. Right. I mean, I mean if, I'm, if I'm coming to Amsterdam, I know which one of those two I want to partake in. Well, and obviously. 
Well, look, the line, I've walked past the house before. I've obviously never been in there because I couldn't give a shit. But I've walked past the house before and the line goes down the block. Anyway, the Dutch, I'm, I'm, I'm still making my point here. You know? Right. The, the Dutch like this a lot. Anyway, uh, I was chatting to someone this week here in the Netherlands. And, of course, we have all these rules at the moment, mm. these rules. Uh, we've got a curfew. It's been in place for two weeks, nine o'clock at night till I think it's four in the morning or five in the morning. You're not allowed out on the streets unless you're walking your dog. Walking your dog is one of the exceptions. Uh, and apparently on the black market, the sales of dogs have gone through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I believe it. Oh, true. God. Um, so, um, mind you, it's winter. I mean, uh, all the rest of it, I don't, I don't care, especially in minus 20 degrees, wind chill factor, whatever it is. But, uh, so we've had, we've got a fucking curfew. The, the bars and restaurants have been shut since last October. And they're starting to go broke. Like completely because of course, shut? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. I haven't been into a bar or restaurant since summer. Um, the government is supporting them financially, but only on their declared income of the year before. And, of course, most oh. of these establishments operate under the table to survive, right? Right. So they're all starting to drop off the perch and four-leaf signs are going up all over the place. We've had a, a, a lockdown since December of all shops. So you can't buy clothes, for example, if you want to walk into a shop or toiletries or, you know, whatever. The only things that are open are anything related to food. Yeah. This has been going. So this, is, this has been going on. What's really funny is in Perth, in Western Australia, my old hometown, they had one case of COVID in the state, and the state is about four thousand miles from top to bottom, and about three thousand miles across. Uh, and they did a five-day lockdown on the entire state. One case of the sniffles. Oh, I said to my, I said to my family, "You guys are fucked. We're getting. We have five thousand cases a day in the Netherlands." You got one case and you're, and you're doing a five-day lockdown and you have to walk around with nappies on your face. At least the thing in Holland, you don't have to walk around with nappies on your face. Uh, you only have to wear the face nappies if you go into a public building. You still there? Yep. Just say something occasionally so I know I'm not talking to myself. Um, <laughs> so I was talking about Anne Frank, right? To, to, right, to right, right. There. Right, yeah. So... I was talking to someone this week and I was, I won't talk about which rule of these rules that I was breaking, but I was breaking one of them. And it's a rule that I haven't mentioned. Let's say it's to do with one of the establishments that shut down, broke a rule, mm. spoke about it. And the person that I was talking with got all, you know, all aghast that I might be breaking a rule. And they started to lecture me and that doesn't go well. Oh. If you know me at all, that doesn't go well because well, I don't put up with that nonsense. And uh, I said to this person, uh, you Dutch, you like Anne Frank a lot, don't you? you got a bit of a hard-on for old Anne Frank. And the uh, gentleman looks at me kind of, you know, what's that got to do with anything? And I said, well, the people who were hiding Anne Frank were breaking the rules. Well, you should have seen the look on the, on the guy's face. I mean, how, how, how do you, it's like, it's like you could see his brain actually shifting from side to side in his head as it tried to work out the, you know, the, the membrane was cracking in his, in his skull. Um, and then I got thinking, right? Right. 
So the Nazis in Holland during World War II. Yep. That's what we'll call a hard tyranny. It's obvious. They're goose-stepping down the road. <laughs> They've got death head emblems on their black Hugo Boss jackets. You know what I mean? Really nice-looking uh, jackets. Ah, good-looking I mean, jackets. I mean, the, the, the Nazis always did uh, the whole uniform better than jackets. anyone. Better than anyone. Absolutely. Um, but it's pretty. It's a hard tyranny. It's pretty obvious what's what's going on, right? Right. And even during a hard tyranny, most people just wanted to go along to get along. They just didn't want to stick their necks necks out. I mean, there was a running joke in World War Two that the after France was liberated, you know, the number of people saying that they were in the French Resistance. <laughs> if it had been true, the Germans wouldn't have lasted a single day. Right. You know? Right. But what we've got now is a soft tyranny. Tyranny. Yeah? Yeah. We've got lockdowns, the first since the Second World War. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got all the rules. You yep. will be prosecuted if you don't follow the rules. There have been demonstrations in Amsterdam over the last couple of weeks against the lockdown and people that they put them down with water cannons and, you know, arresting hundreds of people. I bet you didn't see that on your local news service. No. No, no. I didn't see that one. No. Riots in the streets in many Dutch cities over the last couple of weeks, burning cars, all that sort of stuff. Young hooligans, they're calling them. Oh. Go for it, I say. Um, yeah. What's worse, do you think? A hard tyranny or a tyranny or a soft tyranny? Soft tyranny. Hard tyranny it is, is much better because it's really obvious. Yeah. And the if, goose stepping. The goose stepping. But also, I mean, it's it's a lot harder, I think, for people to support a hard tyranny without some kind of consequences. Hmm. You know, like if, if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that aren't Nazis and you say you support the Nazis, they might beat the shit out of you. Hmm. With the soft tyranny, yeah, it's just it's just so much easier because it's got the soft tyranny has this whole illusion of it's for our own good and it's it's the best. Mm. And I mean, now, of course, we mm. have the experts. Everything is the experts. The next mm. person that says something to me about what the experts said, I mean, I might lose my mind and kill them. But the person who says it and the experts, if possible, if I could get to them. But yeah, the soft the 21st century. Yeah. The 21st century is the century of experts. Oh, God, the experts. But soft tyranny, definitely worse. It's for your own good. Absolutely. So soft tyranny gets a majority of the population to police each other. Oh, yes. You know, this, this is a story I haven't been able to verify yet, but I was talking to a guy I was working with, and he said that his wife was looking around for jobs that she could do, and apparently in Denver... The government is actually paying people to go around and look for other people who are violating the Wuhan <laughs> restrictions. So you can actually, if this is true, which I say I haven't verified this, but I believe the guy, but I still need to verify it. But the, the government is paying people to snitch on other people. Kind of sounds like an organization I remember in East Germany <laughs> called the Stasi. The, exactly. <laughs> Where half of the people in East Germany were working for the Stasi and spying on the other half. Yeah. 
I wrote an article a few months back where I was talking about something related to what we're talking about. I can't remember exactly what the theme was, but I basically said that the British, uh, in particular, after World War Two, you know, lauded it over the rest of Europe about how you know Europe had collaborated with the enemy. And the British were very, very, very fortunate that they weren't invaded by the Nazis because uh, the British have rolled over more than any other country in Europe, even though they're not technically in Europe anymore, um, to the whole COVID restriction stuff and the whole dobbing in your neighbours thing. Right. Uh, I think when you look at the whole dobbing in your neighbours thing, the less community-minded a, uh, a nation is, Yes. Uh, the less family family orientated and community minded and and god uh uh god godly uh religious a community or a nation is the more they're going to dob each other in because they don't have those those personal connections Right. to their their community their society that sort of stuff and if you look at the western nations anglo-saxon nations to a t are the ones who have been broken up the easiest or the most effectively your whole you know, UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, US, uh, I mean, just total disaster. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is why the left is so focused on destroying the family, the church, the community, all this other stuff. And this is why they're loving the Wuhan, because this is dividing people even farther. And the more you isolate people from each other, the more likely it is those people are going to turn on each other. Because like you said, they don't have any bonds that tie them together or anything. Did you see the article in the Times Uh, I about, doubt it. did you hear about it? Uh, I don't know about this or. Okay, so uh, there was an article in the Washington Times, uh, no, hang on, what was it? Uh, Times Magazine, uh, Molly Ball put it out, um, where they basically went through uh, and analysed um, uh, how they partnered, or how... The Democrats partnered with um, uh, activists and corporations and all sorts of other entities to spread protest about the COVID things to make sure that Trump didn't win the election. Uh, so in other words, they're openly talking about now what they actually did um, as if it's as if it's normal, okay, that That you can't. So what they're doing to to look at the elephant in their room, they're they're not only acknowledging it, they're saying that this is uh, this is acceptable behaviour of this of what they did with their political objectives in mind, uh, and that came out that came out this week, huh. and of course it got quite a bit of attention for <laughs> the way that it's. But they they're basically they're basically saying, no, but, but this is this is okay, this is okay because because Democrats have done it, Right. so. Happy Right. days. Yeah. And well, and the target was Trump, and Trump is literally Hitler. And so, you know, Literally. when 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 you're when you're fighting evil, there's nothing off Anything limits. goes. Right, Anything anything goes. goes. Now, of course, now you're the one who gets to define what is evil. If somebody else comes Yeah. along and defines you as evil, well, obviously they're evil. Exactly. Interesting times, great one. It is very My interesting attitude times. My attitude, because I've, I've dialed it right back on the blog from December last year. I was putting that like 20, 25 articles a, a month and 700 words each one. And, and, Right. uh, and I just got to the point where I just got to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm just feeding the beast. I'm feeding this beast.
I'm drawing attention to the negativity of the beast. I can't be bothered doing it anymore. I can't be bothered doing it. I really can't. Right. Ah, I, I understand. I agree. And it's, I feel that way sometimes too about when I'm doing the podcast and ranting about stuff. And I mean, it's fun and everything and I do other shit. But yeah, it's like, oh God, am I, you know, do, do I really draw attention? I mean, you know, like, do I really draw attention, speaking of things in the news, to the fact that 45% of women in a survey cannot identify the vagina? I mean, you know, do, do you draw attention to that or do you just let that slide and muzzle up? The thing is, is because it's a red herring. I mean, it's amusing. Right. And, but in, it's a red herring because the real, the real story is the 19th Amendment. <laughs> right. So for people in the United States who don't know what that is, you want to explain it to them? Uh, you want an Australian to explain your Constitution amendments. Okay. Yeah. Well, have so you met the average American? Yes, yes. I met you and Cappy. Uh, oh, so, uh, good one. Yeah. Kazing. Uh, the 19th Amendment, boys and girls, uh, was passed, uh, I think, in 1920 or around there. I can't remember. Uh, and it's basically allowing women to have the vote. Uh, and that's, and there was about, if you look back at the history of America, uh, it took about, they were, it took about 70 years for them to get it through because they started it before the Civil War. Uh, activists started before the Civil War. Uh, and that's, but that, it, it all goes back to that. It all goes back to that thing. So women, 45% of women not knowing what the parts of the vagina are is amusing, but it's a red herring. Real, the real story is the Nineteenth Amendment. That's that's where that's where it went wrong, and that's you could you could focus on all these different things, but but you know, women women having the vote, and then women being elected to office, and then women having power and ruling over men. That's your problem, right there. Yeah, your yeah. mate sending his wife out to look for a job. Right. That's the <laughs> that's problem. That's the problem. Right there. That's that's the problem. There was a, hang on, let me find it. There was a good one on Gab. And I, I won't take long to find it. Let's have a look here. Because I use Brave as a browser and Brave is fast. Um, and now it's not working. No. <laughs> right. And when, right. And when you need it, uh, it's not working. Gab's, Gab's been down a lot lately. Well, my website's down at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been down a lot lately. No, oh, I get, I've had, it's just right. constant attacks. Sure. Uh, uh, the DDoS attacks, 543 blocked so far this month. Good God. Yes. Yeah, it must be nice to be that dangerous. Well, am I? I don't know. Really? Okay. You can tell me. Well, I mean, somebody true. might think so. Oh. Dangerous enough to put you on their list of websites that their automated computer automatically tries to bring down every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, look, Gab's finally loaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it still hasn't loaded though. Oh god, just got the, yeah. It's just managed yeah, it, it does I'll have some, some technical problems. Oh god. I'll go. I'll come back to what I was going to show. Right. But the point is, your your mate's wife looking for a job. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yep. Um, so I saw your uh, your headline of you know the vagina things, and I had a look there at the at the, at the unattractive picture. Um, and um, here's the other thing: while you're playing into their hands with that one, is is that you're disseminating uh, on your own website a giant blow up of, of a vagina? Right. Remember, for women, mm -hmm. any any attention, oh, positive or negative, is what they're after. Right. And so, if you've got a hardcore, uh, you know, right wing website like yours with giant blow up photo of the vagina with biologically pointing to where the bits are, even though technically you're making fun of them, you're still playing into their hands because you've got men discussing women discussing vaginas. <laughs> like, let's get the cast of the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah? Yeah. Would they be doing this? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just playing into their hands. Yeah. Playing into their hands. And that's why it should just come back at all times to the 19th Amendment, and which is the American version of that, which is, you know, the rot started when? Yeah, let's, let's cut out all of the, 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 the you're talking about a twig on a, on a thin branch going all the way back to the oak tree. Let's go back to the base of the of the root of the problem here. Forget about the little the little twigs on the branches. Yes, it was funny what you put up, and yes, it's funny many of the stuff that I've put up. But in reality, you're not looking at the root cause of the problem here. You're you're being deflected onto little twigs and branches, and you're playing into their hands. And Gab still hasn't loaded. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is why I'm so disappointed with Gab, because they, they've also launched their new video service, their YouTube replacement. And I'm thinking, guys, how about you just get the core of your service to function before you start yeah. trying to take down YouTube? <sighs> awesome. But they probably have female programmers. Oh, they probably just have Chinese programmers or Indian programmers, yeah, whatever. No, look, I'll give Andrew Torber at Gab his due. Uh, he hasn't sold out. He hasn't taken the ticket like Parler did. Um, um, there was an interesting thing on Vox Day about how it's now. Uh, hang on, let me let me let me get that one up if that loads. Yeah, right. Um, oh, there we go. Um, loads immediately. Um, so. Here we go. It's a quote from uh, Gab, uh, which I won't try and load, obviously. Now that John Matz has been ousted by the Mercers, so the Mercers were the ones who were uh, investing in Parler, perhaps it's time to speak a little more freely about Parler. Uh, when Gab first launched, let's just say we were approached by some inverted commas hedge fund people on the right who wanted to invest on one condition. Stop talking about certain topics and people, I wonder what that might be, hmm. uh, change the branding and give up control. Uh, oh. obviously, we didn't, obviously we didn't take the deal with the devil. And what happened to John Matz is partially why a CEO and founder of Parler ousted from his own company. The same people who did that to Parler did it to Milo, 
and did it to someone else that I haven't got up here as well. Uh, and Vox says, never forget the root of the love of money is the root of all evil. Evil. Um, and I thought that was, uh, I thought that was quite um, interesting. And so, how they operate. Hedge funds go in and say, "Hey, we'll invest in your." In your new startup, they identify the things on the nationalist right that's actually going to get some legs. Then they'll go in and yeah, 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 and then it's just a it's a stripped stripped out shell of what it was. And of course, all the idiots go there. I saw the parlor, uh, and the, the thing about parlor was how, and as Vox always says, how, if they get big real quick, well, <laughs> right, <laughs> yes, then it's not happening. Um, I'm giving up on Gab trying to load. Basically, what it was that I wanted to talk about, it was uh, it was basically a, a meme uh, on Gab, which was it was a good one, which was um, um, I won't. Why would you send your wife out to whore, to to work as a job? Because you're literally you're literally being uh, uh, she's going to be uh, she's going to sleep. I, I wish I had the meme. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But it was something truthful gonna... about women. Yes. It was. Hang on. Here we go. I think I think I'm going to find it. Hang on. I think. Oh, fuck's sake! I haven't. Um, I'm gonna. I'm now. I'm now determined to find this. Right. Right. I'm now determined to find this. Um, but of course, it's not going to load. I tell you what. You talk about something interesting for 27 minutes while I try and load this meme. Whew, something interesting. Well, I'll say this. Talking to you this morning's brought a little small amount of cheer to my life, other than just the obvious cheer I get from talking to Adam Piggott. But the cheer that knowing there that there are some places in the world that are actually worse off because of the Wuhan hoax, because as much as it sucks around here, we don't, as of right now, have curfews. And mm. you can actually go to a restaurant, although it's 50% capacity, and I don't think the restaurants are going to be around much longer because some of them are closing down. But one, there has been one benefit that I've noticed from the Wuhan hoax. And this factors into my continued lowering opinion of the pox. So yeah. I don't know about where you are, but here you know, we have the pox. And the pox always complain about how you know, if they're walking down the sidewalk and white people are coming towards them, that white people will cross the street or, or move away from them, you know, because the white people are so scared because, ooh, the pox are so scary. Woo, that's their little fantasy that we're all afraid of them. But anyhow, yeah. so white people move out of their way as they walk down the sidewalk, and they talk about how racist this is and everything. And with okay. the Wuhan here, I'm walking down the sidewalk, and I don't have a face diaper on, and all the people walking towards me with their face diapers are moving aside. Like the seas <laughs> yeah, are parting. I've, yeah, I've had yeah, people, yeah, yeah. you know, literally Hitler, almost trip over their own feet trying to get out of my way. And I'm thinking to myself, how stupid are black people that they're actually complaining about this? This is fantastic. Walking yeah. down the sidewalk and people moving out of here. This is the greatest thing ever. This is the one benefit of the whole thing. And this is something black people actually complain about. Well, I mean, black people complain about it because uh, black well, people in general live, live to complain. I right. Mean, That's how they get their you know, attention. 
that's how they get there. It's all attention based. Right. So the thing about the thing about right wing nationalist whites is that it's the one segment of the world that doesn't seek attention. Right wing nationalist whites just want to get on with their lives and you know work and do stuff. Right. They they're not idle people. And it's the idleness that causes God, especially you know lefty white women to go <sighs> off and make trouble. Yeah. Yes. Because they've got they've got time on do. their hands. And of course, blacks have lots of time on their hands. So sure, some black guys are going to walk out in the streets and whites get out of their way. It's not going to make them content. For, oh, my life is fulfilled today. Oh, yeah, I've did a good hard day's work uh, there, uh, uh, Jerome. Uh, I uh, sauntered down the street and a bunch of whiteies leapt out of my way. And uh, yeah, good day's work at the office. And it's, it's not how it works, is it? Is it? It's not how it works. But... But. You are correct when uh, when you say that uh, by the sound of it. I mean, over here in Europe, in France, I was in France the other week because I had to go there for work. So I was allowed to go because I had to drive with a permission note from my company across God. the border. Uh, the curfew there is from six till six. Holy shit. And it's been in effect for almost a month. Like, do, do, do these people think the virus is only contagious certain hours of the day this, this shit just baffles me this is what's the most terrifying is that there's these idiots talking about experts and but none of this i mean having worked in biomed having worked with viruses that kill people i can tell you that none of this shit makes any fucking sense there's not it's, like it's the flu it, it's the it flu. is the flu that's all it is it's just a goddamn flu but this is the soft tyranny to go back to where we started. I mean, it's 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 so soft and it's caring and it's compassionate and oh, we're doing this to you know it, it's fourteen days to flatten the curve three hundred something days ago and we have to protect the most vulnerable people in our society and oh we're gonna protect and vulnerable and vulnerable and protect and all oh, the vaginas are getting moist even the women who don't know where the vagina is their vagina's getting moist and oh they uh, feel so, so good and they're so fluffy oh they care adam, adam about, do you want about, people to you're die talking about the women again you you you're want people to die you, that's what you want you want people to you, that's that that's that great song people will die <laughs> <laughs> People will die. People will die. Okay, okay, yeah. The people, business yet. people, people, business people are shooting their, shooting themselves in the head because you know their business has gone bankrupt. But well, people will them. die. Right. Well, we don't care if the oh, businesses yeah. go out of business because they're probably white nationalists. Exactly. I mean, those are a lot of heterosexual white men. Now, of course, ah. the people who are unemployed. Now, that's a tragedy. We've got to do something ah, about that. That's a tragedy because we can that's do something about that. Speaking about the homosexuals, yes, uh, in uh, in the state of Victoria in uh, Australia, which is uh, uh, the premier of the state, is a far left socialist, Dan Andrews, completely in hock uh, to China. He uh, there was some police uh, police um, department buildings that were flying the Chinese nationalist flag last year. True story. What? Um, they're about to pass a bill through Parliament that will soon make it illegal in Victoria to, I'm going to quote here, advise, it'll be illegal, it'll be a criminal offence if you advise a person not to engage in, ex, in any extramarital sexual activity. 
wait, wait, stop. Read that again. Okay. I it have to process. I've got five things will be a criminal offence in Victoria if this bill passes, and it's it's going to pass. All right. Okay. Here they are: advising a person not to engage in any ex extramarital sexual activity, criminal <laughs> offence. God no, no. Wait, wait. We're fucked. Wait. God, we're it gets, fucked. Gets better. God. Gets better. Okay. It will soon be illegal, a criminal activity in Victoria, to pray for someone who is struggling to maintain chastity. Oh my okay. God. Okay. Okay. Homilies, it will be a criminal of illegal in Victoria any homilies, talks, or published material about Catholic teaching on human sexuality, i.e., parts of the Catechism and John Paul II's theology of the body. It will be illegal to talk about that or publish material about it. It will be illegal in Victoria any support groups and ministries for individuals who wish to abide by the church's wisdom in the area of sexuality but struggle to do so. And it will be illegal to have any psychotherapeutic approaches for gender dysphoria. Oh, God. I haven't finished. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're if you're a priest and you advise anyone, okay, that maybe being a homo is not a bad idea. It's not a good idea, sorry. Right. This will be illegal. Of course. Oh, God. Uh, it makes it a criminal offence to take a child out of Victoria for the purposes of getting uh, any of that sort of therapy uh, or other support that the bill outlaws, even if you're the parents. Holy shit. And there's a lot more to it. I, I'm sure there is. They've specifically targeted the Catholic Church in uh legislation uh and this includes the uh the sanctity of the confession they always go after the catholic church they don't go after the anglicans they don't go after the protestants they don't go after the muzis they certainly don't go after the jews they don't go after the mormons they don't go after the jehovah witnesses they don't go after anyone else time and time again they don't go after the eastern orthodox church they go after the catholic church every single time why because that's the church that's the one yeah why do they leave all the other ones alone because the other ones aren't a threat people ask me why'd you go back to the catholic church Adam? because the catholic church is where it's at that's the one <laughs> and you only have to look right at how serious our enemies take them <laughs> i mean there there's a lot of truth to that i mean yeah, they wouldn't be targeting the Catholic Church if they weren't concerned the Catholic Church was Listen, dangerous. In the US, in the US, they targeted the Catholic Church for 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 fondling young young boys, right? Yeah. Did they did they target the Protestant churches? No. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, I mean the I mean yeah, the the running joke is a Catholic priest, you know, touched a little boy or whatever. You never hear a joke about a Southern Baptist preacher touched a little no. boy. Or, or whatever. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's all, it is focused in on the Catholic Church specifically, as if that's the only church that's been infected by homosexuals and leftists and freaks. But then again, I guess in all the other churches, the homosexuals and the leftists and the freaks are normal. Oh, yeah. But remember, the homos 30 years ago just wanted to be left alone in their own homes to do what they wanted, right? Oh, yeah, that's, that's very true. 
Now, with this bill, I haven't got the good bit. Oh, the God. bill is also, yeah, let me read, the bill is also quite explicit that prayer with someone could be unlawful. It states that the definition of a change or suppression practice extends to, quote, carrying out a religious pra practice, including but not limited to a pra prayer-based practice, a deliverance practice, or an exorcism. It follows that it could be a criminal offence to pray with someone who is struggling with same-sex attraction and who wants strength from God to remain celibate and who has actively sought out that help. So, of course, the setups on this will be huge. Yes. Okay. The setups will be huge. The, uh, the, uh, the lefty uh, Marxist socialist freaks send in their, their, uh, their little faggot who's struggling with his same-sex attraction. He goes and seeks, in inverted commas, commas, help from a Catholic priest. He gets such help. He goes back, reports to his masters. Bing, bing bang, boom, boom, bing, bing, boom. And up roll the stormtroopers to the door without the cool-looking uniforms because they're all blue hair die freaks with, uh, you know, leftovers from the hippies of the 60s. That's who's arresting you. I mean, at least with the SS were arresting you, it was like, no, oh, these guys are taking it seriously. Look at the look at the look at the knee-high boots, you know. Look at right. the look at the riding crops, you know. Look at the lovely peaked uh, caps. I mean, these guys look the business. Now you're getting arrested by. <laughs> By everyone who got beaten up and bullied at school. Oh, right. <laughs> That's just depressing. Yes. Two overweight feminists and a noodle-armed soy boy are coming for you. Yep. That's who's coming for you. So, um, <sighs> interesting times. Yeah. Holy shit. It is the retarded dystopia. Retarded dystopia. Retarded mm. dystopia. So uh, coming soon to you. And I used to live in Melbourne, in Victoria. Yeah. I mean, I've got good friends there, some of whom are Catholics, whom I told years ago to get out. Did they listen to me? No. No. Anyway. So, uh... That's that's uh, that's that's all the news from me, I suppose. That's all the stuff that's going on. It's kind of caught my fancy for the last few weeks, but I haven't written about it because I just can't be fucked. I had some people uh, over now my blog. I'll check the stats, and there'll be one of my old. There'll be an old article that I've, and I'll look at the title and go, "Well, I must have written it because people are clicking on it." So I'll, I'll click on it too, and it'll be like two or three years ago. Uh, what what did I come up with? And I'll read it through. And I'll get and I'll get to the end and I'll go, gee, that's bloody good. That's really good. I can't believe I wrote that. Wow, that's really good. I can't remember writing it. Uh, <laughs> I can't, you know. I, right. Kitties, this is why sure. you don't do drugs when you're a river guide, okay? Because when you get older, <laughs> yeah, you can't remember what you what you did. Anyway, uh, and I read it and it's really good and it's really topical and it's really on target and it's really on point and it had no fuck made no fucking difference whatsoever. It's, it's buried in, I mean, old blog posts may as well just be invisible. At least books have got a shelf life. But old blog posts or even podcast episodes for that nature. Sorry, great one. No, yeah. no, it's true. I, I completely just agree. pissing into the wind. Yeah. Pissing into the wind. Yeah. No, I agree. So. I mean, the book, the book is really the way to go because, as you say, it has a shelf life and like a book that achieves greatness on some level 
is I don't even want greatness. The only out. ones who get greatness these days, the only ones who get greatness are the ones who've fucking taken the ticket. You only get greatness now. You only succeed in these media platforms if they approve it. And well, if they yes. approve it, then you've taken the ticket. I am actually thinking that a way forward might be an old style um, actual printed newsletter or magazine that you mail out to your followers. And it comes in the mail and it's actual, there you go, you have it in your hands. That's how the, in the, 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 the countries behind the Iron Curtain, that's what the, and the guys who were fighting the Soviet bloc, that's, that's what they did. It was like printed, they printed it and they got it out by courier and by mail and it arrived at your doorstep and secret, secret, secret. You read it by candlelight, I assume. Um, I think that's that's the way that's the way to go forward, actually, and then it can be passed around. Because the thing is, when you re also, if you're even if you're on, I've got I don't know five hundred odd people on my blog, you know, list. If I if I if I write something, bam, it goes to their emails, right? Right. You get so much stuff through your email. You get so mm. many blog posts that you click through. Just think of your own reading habits right. online in a day that it's like, yep. Okay. Yeah. I'll read that. Hey, what's he got? What's he got? I mean, there's the guys that you go to first, you know, your yep. top 10 and all the rest of it, but still you just, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll read that. And you're just cons consuming it like a, like a dog consumes its dinner. Yeah. Done. And then it's gone and then it's finished. You don't share it. You don't, you don't, you know, go to people and Hey, let's have a talk about, you know, about this thing. You don't do that. Whereas if it's printed and it comes in the mail and you've taken the time to subscribe and even pay money to have it come to you, you take it more seriously, I think. Right. No, I, I think that's very true. I also think, too, just thinking about my own habits, you know, the, you, when you said, you know, the way a dog eats a meal, I think that's absolutely true. Because, like, when I'm looking at my RSS feed and shit and things like that. Yeah, I'm kind of like breezing through it really fast and skimming it. And there's a couple of exceptions. But whereas with something that is printed, like if I'm reading a book or a magazine, what the fuck ever, like with that, I, I slow down, I sit down, I'm reading, I'm more relaxed, I'm more focused on it, maybe sitting next to the fireplace, you know, and I'm tuning in and really thinking about what I'm reading. Like as in just an example, I'm still reading Skin in the Game, the book that you mm. uh, suggested to me. I'm may maybe halfway through it. I've been working on this book for close to a year. And the reason it's taking me so long is because, like when I read one of your blog posts, I sit down, I read through it. Okay, I'm done in a couple of minutes. With this, I sit down by the fire and I read the page and he says something intelligent and I just sit there and I just think about it for like five minutes. Like, how does that apply to anything? Yeah, and so it, it mm. can take me... 10 minutes to get through four pages on the book because I'm stopping and thinking and applying. Yeah, you're not just trying to, you're not just trying to, like, I, I'm going to, so many people say, oh, you know, I read, it only takes me two days to read a book. So, but well, you didn't read it, did you? I mean, yeah. you read it. You looked at you it. you didn't yeah. read it. You looked at it. You turned the pages. The words went in one ear and out the other. Well, through, they, went, they went into your eye sockets and then bloody out, out, out your asshole for a bit. You didn't actually retain or even understand. Right what was written and it's exactly right. So the book and the book sits there and you might spend 10 minutes on it today and okay, I really need to digest this. I need to work it out. And then, you know, but, 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 and maybe a week goes by and then you go back to it again. Okay. Now exactly. Let's, let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas blog posts, it's the dog with 
the chum. Yeah. Right, and it's over. Next. It's done. Right. right. And, uh, and no, no matter how much food the dog's eaten, he's never going to take his time. Down it goes. And that's what we are. We are that ourselves when we consume online, and we are that when we write online. And it's all instantly digestible. It's all eminently forgettable. It does nothing. I think. Once you've got to a certain level, you know what I mean? Once you've gone to a certain level, for people who are just approaching this stuff, you know, who are, who are, who are really like complete blue-pilled guys, like we were 10 or 15 years ago, you know right. what I mean? Well, then, yes, it's going to have some value. But for, for people who've come through it all, oh, yeah. who've come through the Hartiste, Chateau Hartiste years, the 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 Rollo years, the fucking yeah. uh, Rouge years, you know, all all of these PA, all these guys, it's like now you're just now you're doing it because it's habitual. It's like it's like taking a dump in the morning. You take you get up, you take you have your coffee, you you go through your RSS feed, you go and take a dump. Going through your RSS feed had about as much effect of you on taking the dump. Probably less. Probably less, yeah. <laughs> you know, at least the dump got rid of some shit. Exactly. And it, and that's and that's why I actually think I think what the internet is good for now is for finding like-minded people mm -hmm. but to get your ideas out there i think it's time to go analog i think it's time to go back to mailing lists real mailing lists like the post and out it comes it arrives and then it's you got it in your hands and it's sitting there and you go back to it and you pass it among your friends, read this and I want it back because it's valuable to me. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I think the, I think this is a good idea. So are you considering starting a magazine? I am. Right. I am. And I'm considering getting various writers involved with it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not out to get rich i'm not out to get famous i'm not out to be the most well-known writer it's just like all right guys if we want to do this seriously if we want mm -hmm. to actually make a difference here then it's got to go analog and the great thing about analog of course is that well they're not listening in are they yep yep i i, I agree that's definitely another benefit i mean it's a hell of a in a way in a way i guess it's it's easier to control analog just in the sense that analog is limited, but it's more difficult to control analog because, you know, this is the problem with the internet. Everything on the internet, it can be instantly and permanently removed in a couple of seconds mm. thanks to the miracle yeah. of technology. Whereas, mm. you know, I've been saying this for years, analog, this is why I buy all my books in dead tree form, not mm. on Kindle. Because somebody's got to come to where I am and take away my dead tree books physically. Mm. Same with my music. It's all it's all vinyl. Oh yeah. CDs. Same here. Vinyl and CDs. I don't buy digital music. Apart from the quality is completely different. Exactly. Digital music sounds like tin. It does. You know, it's, it's completely thin. There's nothing there. My my brother actually. He's not anymore, but he got a degree as a sound engineer way back in the years, and he took me through the different 
the different sound quality levels from going eight track then to vinyl then to cd then to cassette then you know all the way down and mp3s and and yeah it's just like not even fucking close and it's 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 yeah i i'm getting the i'm i'm now come to the opinion that i'm gonna put out i'm gonna well i, I think i want to get something together like this and it's not going to be flashily flashy it's not going to be like an expensive magazine that you get right. down the shops it's not going to be like oh i'm going to make a glossy this and they're going to be glossy photos right there's not going to be any advertising in it you know if you want it you subscribe to it it'll turn up every two months that's what i'm thinking six six editions a year and then i get writers from around the traps invite them in they're not going to get paid anything because it's, it's right not, right it's <laughs> Oh, how much am I going to get paid? Nothing. Nothing. Because <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah. Right. I doubt if I even I'll cover mailing costs, you know, let alone printing costs. But there's got to be something more to what we are doing, hammering away at the internet and gazing at our fucking screens every morning. Because that's the other trap too. How much time you spend? Oh God! But that's that's the other reason why I've yep. completely stepped back from the blog is because to write something effective, I've got to be in there with current affairs. So I've got to be have my eyes glued to a screen, and of course, when you hit publish, and all the comments start coming in, well, you've got to be you've got to be glued to the screen. You've got to be checking your numbers. Yeah, it's a trap, man. It's a cap. It's just, it's just a fucking trap. It's a vicious circle. Yep, I agree. It can suck up way too. And that's why you may I, as well be on an MMO or something like that for the amount yeah, of time. Yeah, exactly. That's why I can't really do the social media. You know, even though I like have the accounts, it's like God, I just don't have no the the time or even just yeah, you know, even the interest. It's like okay, I got an Instagram. I could stick a little meme on the Instagram, but God damn it, that's gonna take. It was 60 seconds of my life and I could do better things with that. Yeah. So this is, this is my idea. And I suppose this is the first time I'm putting it out there. So we'll, we'll put this podcast up and if people are interested, right. my email address is on my about page on my blog. You can drop me a line. I'll put you on the list. And uh, I just have to work out the details. I need to go and work out. Well, you know, What's going to be in it? What's it going to look like? How's it going to be printed? How's it going to be mailed? It's a fucking complicated thing. But I think it's ultimately going to be more rewarding for writers, publishers, and readers alike than fucking looking at RSS feeds. That's what I think. Yep. And ultimately more long-lasting. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, the other thing about the, the blog or whatever, to to go back and revisit something that was written on a website. It's like, okay, I got to go to the computer. I got to open the browser. I got to go to pushing rubber downhill. I got to remember what the thing was. You know, you got to do all this work to find it. Whereas if you have printed things sitting there on a shelf, especially something like what you're talking about doing, because I used to subscribe. Well, I mean, here's a classic example of what you're saying. I used to subscribe to this printed magazine that was called Liberty and they stopped printing it. Now it's only online, and I don't look at it anymore. But when I got the 
the printed magazine, I would go through mm. and I'd read it, and there'd be things that strike me. And it, it was like a more low-budget magazine, no pictures, matte paper, yeah. no glossy. Interesting yeah. stuff. On the cover of the magazine, I would write down the interesting thing in the page number. And so if I wanted to go back and revisit something, you know, I could, if I vaguely remember, oh, that was like in 1997 or something, I could flip through it and I could look at and, and I could find stuff a lot easier. Yeah. And it was something that I would go back and access. Whereas, you know, internet, okay, great, you can bookmark things. Somebody's going to say, well, great one, you can bookmark things. Okay, great. So then you end up, you've got 7,000 bookmarks in your browser. Yeah. I mean, okay, so who's sorting through that? Who's got time for that? You don't. You don't have time for that at all. And that's, uh, but it consumes your time anyway. Right. Even though you don't have time for it, it still consumes, consumes your, your time. time. And you think you've accomplished something. And you haven't accomplished anything at all. Exactly. All you've done is disseminate the ideas of the enemy. See, this is the thing also, what I want to do with the, the magazine is, is I don't want to draw any attention to the arguments of the enemy. Unless I really have to, like the one that I'm talking about today, about the, the law that they want to pass in Victoria. Uh -huh. But I would rather build up our side, talk about our ideas. Right. How are we going to get what we want to get through? Like getting rid of the 19th Amendment. Yeah. You right. focus on the enemy's ideas and, you know, you're running around holding their tail. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We need to be deciding where we want to take things if we're serious not reacting to what they're doing all the time, make them react to us. For the last 40 years, all the right has done is react to the left. Oh, yes. Make them react to us, make them run around behind us. And it always starts small if it really starts properly. And the key is, is that you keep it real and you don't take the ticket. So this is kind of what I'm mulling around in my head. Listeners, listening to us, blather on now. If this is interesting to you, if you're thinking, yeah, that's something that I'd like to get involved with, drop me a line, drop a comment on, the, on my site for this episode. Let's gauge what the, what the interest level is. And I don't really care what the interest level, you know what, it could that's, be 20 people. Right. You know, and you know what? That's probably better to start off with. It could be 20 people. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. But I'd rather much have people sitting down flipping than just RSS feeding this shit. I spend all this time on a 700 word article. It's crafted. It's written really well. And it's just bloody dog food. Bah, 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 enough and they control the internet anyway it's their world it's their idiom know what i mean it's all locked up yep you got to give the left credit for one thing they got foresight of control twitter oh yeah facebook youtube all of them they locked it up
We were just fucking playing video games. We're morons. You're still a fucking libertarian. You're a real moron. Not a libertarian. It says the cynical libertarian society. <sighs> yes. Okay. I'll stop teasing. Because. <laughs> what, are, what are you now? Uh, well, I've been in the. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what I am. Right, I'll tell you what you? I am. I'm a nationalist. Okay. That's it. Uh, that's not enough, but. I mean, being a whoa, hey, we just lost Piggot. Technical difficulty, first technical difficulty ever in the history of the Greasy Pole podcast. Fiend phone. I think the line there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The first so, technical snafu ever in the history of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. I'm. A, I think, and I was just about to say, you know, what, what I, what I, what I. Right, right. I, I'm yep. a nationalist Catholic. All right. Who makes Genghis Khan and Attila the Hun look like lefties? Exactly. All right. Well, I'm a nationalist anarcho-capitalist who also makes Attila the Hun look like a lefty. But you need to get some religion in you, mate. Atheism is a, doesn't work. <laughs> yep, everybody's trying to convert the great one. Everyone's out to save him. But go on, you know you want to. Yeah, well. I feel the Lord. <laughs> Shake a snake. <laughs> Shake a snake. <laughs> oh, dear. No, one thing I don't do is go around preaching or fucking saving. You can all do whatever the fuck you want in that regard. I don't care. Yeah. It's hard enough to drag myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can understand that. Shit. Well, let alone anyone else. Fucking hell. But uh, thanks, boys and girls. This has been uh, Adam Piggott pushing over downhill. Great one. Cynical Libertarian Society. Blah, 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 blah